Last time on Geek Force, Marlin's Corner had no tilt. Cat and the gang talked about Joss Whedon. Marlin brought up Ubisoft's Ford and their amazing games to play. And we rounded out the conversation with WoW versus Final Fantasy. Where do you stand? I stand for the Horde. Now let's see what's happening now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the A1 squad of Emi, Ray, and Marlon. Kind of sriracha. A1's cool, but I think it's more of a sriracha flavor today. And there goes my intro. How's everyone doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, Great. This is okay, be a I'm fun glad. episode. I already feel yeah. it. <laughs> How was everyone's weekend? Did anyone see anything interesting? Did we do anything interesting? I did not do anything, so I'm going to pass it to y'all. Enjoyed a wonderful coronavirus weekend. Yeah. What? <clears throat> what? <laughs> Enjoyed a coronavirus-free weekend. No. Oh, I didn't oh. hear the word free. I was, like, I I was like, I didn't did say you hang word out free. with like a colony of people with coronavirus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say the word free. That's I had what a I, big I, hug. Like, I hung out with with good old COVID. Uh, me, and, me and her had a great week. No, I'm just joking. I stayed away from her. You and Rona? Man, my heart dropped. I was like, you and Rona just Dude, hung out? Me and Rona, I'm trying to keep Rona... Where I can got see intimate with so one another. So that, Is this that way, this track, like you, way, she broke your heart or something. I hope not. <laughs> oh my gosh, my heart just. <laughs> of course he would. Of course trapped, he would. Trapped with the Rona. Trapped with the Rona. No, entanglements wow. with the Rona because we were with the Rona. Oh no. <laughs> I was hoping that would come oh, up, but oh, I mean, yeah. that was all silly anyway. So, right, I'm just adding on. That kind of shows that if you're a good wordsmith, you can explain away anything. Entanglement, like the, the wording that was chosen was so particular and direct. So easy. I was like, she's weaving a whole thread right now, but it's going around the whole. Yes, I did. It's like no, but let me explain to you. How Great. life works. I'm gonna go around. Let me explain to you how life works. Like, now we're okay, and we appreciate the time we took to explain that. Thank you for listening. I didn't <laughs> cheat on you. It was an entanglement. I was like, let me look this up. What does this word really mean? Because that that yeah, feel good. Mean... <laughs> But honestly, I didn't really watch the video. It was the memes that took me out. People are just too dang creative with Photoshop. On, and they're so fast. They're so fast. People are at home and bored. My favorite, my favorite uh, meme about that whole situation is they're using the tangled uh, movie poster and they had everybody be the character. That was crazy. I was, that was in tears. That was I well was played. Like, Good was, job, internet. Good job, internet. Like, they're also five stars. Song that came out as well called oh, yeah. Entanglement by August Alcina. Did you oh, listen to it? It's it's not okay. I mean, he, he uses okay. her words a lot in the rap. And oh. he's like, this is getting out of hand. They shouldn't have said anything. They should have stayed out of it and let us think about it. And Yeah, I get tired of them coming out to public with this stuff. Did, did any of us really need to know that information? Know, no. Right. I don't think anyone cares, honestly. Yeah. The flames, and now you got to hear that, that this 
this man has a has a, a diss right. track about your show. I'm glad been- you all are humans too. I think that's right. my takeaway from this. Thank you. I'm gonna right. go back to my shelter in place now. <laughs> that's how I felt because I was just like what is this trying to distract us because it's not entertaining the entertaining is the people reacted to it that was the entertaining part it wasn't them it was just the fans and the people the on the internet they were just well burned. Did the Smiths right. realize it was how much meme potential there was in it? It was just like, we'll do y'all a favor. We'll give y'all, we'll give y'all some fresh memes. Don't worry. Speaking, speaking of that, Will yeah. are like kind of new to the internet because didn't Will get Instagram like two years ago? So maybe they're just realizing, oh, people can do that. <laughs> speaking of Will, over the weekend he posted a video. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he said uh, the caption was. Uh, me in 2020 and it was him trying to help someone someone was trying to toss a box to him and then they were like no and then he was like okay well forget it he turned around and the guy still tossed the box and the box was about to hit him in the head and then uh the curb your enthusiasm music played i was i was done i was like will is hilarious that was pretty funny and describing his 2020 of getting hit in the head with a a a macbook box okay that family is too much yeah please please watch the video because i saw it i was like wait is this his reaction to what's going on because this is funny because it's weak but it's it's, it's funny because he tried so try to check that out check that out if you can but uh i also want to take this moment emi <laughs> so I'm our, sleep. Good night. <laughs> our big sister podcast margin call I want to shout them out. Uh, they uh, they did their first live video segment where they held a live show and people called in to ask questions to talk to uh, Amy and Russell. And it was, yay, you guys did great. It happened. <laughs> it happened. So um, I want to say we here at Geek Force are especially proud, our lovely, dear, Amy, you know, you work so hard. We love you. Um, and Russell. Um, so even though uh, I heard that Russell wants beef with us, right? He thinks it would be fun. Oh, God. He thinks it would be fun to have like a Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon situation. Uh, it all started basically because of how lukewarm Geek Force was to having him on. So that's what started this thing. That's how I would describe it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Russell, I don't know why and what's up with that. I mean, I think we're pretty fair pacifist here. There's no need for fighting. But, uh, okay, I guess to me, he's really bored uh, pretending that he's uh what did you say? What did you call him, Merlin? Uh, the Tiger King? Oh. Sir King in the little cowboy hat. I forget his actual name. All the, all the just... I forgot his name too. I was like, Joe? No, Tiger King. I'm just going to call him Tiger King. Tiger King dude in the cowboy hat. That's that's who Russell thinks he is. And and he's treating us like Carol uh, Baskins. 
right? It's not great either. <laughs> I just want to say, I just want to say, one of my cards fell out. It's tired of drama. <laughs> so I think that's fucking telling. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I'm not on board with being Carol Baskin in that analogy. <laughs> like, what <laughs> I mean. <laughs> He looked the part, so I'm just assuming for, you know, he was the protagonist and that's their, that's the antagonist to him, so I'm just going by narratives, linear narratives, I guess. Yeah, yeah. For the record, I want to be out there. That's all. Okay. I can appreciate the Abbott part. But, but yeah. then again, you know, he's King George. I told him that during the whole video. I'm like, you're King George. So he wants to be the King George of the situation. Let him be. Um, so, and I, and I wrote this down. I want to quote. I want to see who got this, who understands the lyric. I wrote this for Russell. It's a quote from a song. So I said, oh, Russell. Tell yourself if you got beef, we are vegetarian and we ain't fucking scared of you. Love Geek Force. <laughs> I don't know if he gets that because he's a hip hop head, but we'll see. But uh, I do want to quote uh, Ray's. Ray came up with this little lyric oh too since we're on the Hamilton thing. <laughs> Stop, I want to finish. You're making me stretch it out. Um, <clears throat> I did write this one. He wrote this. I'm just gonna sing it like a little ditty. So wait, so that messed me up because that was not supposed to be a pause. But okay. So I said, we have the honor to be part of Quest on Media G dot Force. And that's to wrestle. So I guess we'll wait his uh response somewhere, somehow. <laughs> Maybe two years from now, because I heard uh he communicates by cans or something. Anyway. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I'm gonna take a note from the same plan. Can we get back to talk about video yeah, games? I am, I am. All right. Um, I want to throw in something else. So, okay. the Smith family had a, um, an interesting interaction. Uh, so did the West family. Uh, Kanye West oh, had his yeah, first yeah. campaign rally. Mind you, this man has missed all the deadlines, but it didn't stop from having a full-on campaign rally in North Carolina. Oh gosh! In South Carolina, but I just want to read you some of the things he like were his like platforms because it to me it's a, it's, a, it's like a mixture of his quotes. But here's here's one: Please. No more Plan B. Hold on. Plan can, hold on. Can I? This guy is Black Trump. Can I just say that before we start? We're doing yes, the same thing we did in 2016. This is the exact same thing. We laughed at him, and then he became president. So just right. him, just be careful what you put out into the world. But I want to laugh at Kanye also. So continue. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're safe because he's missed every deadline to, to be on the ballot in every sense. I think we're safe because he's missed I think all the important. I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, he said the maximum increase would be Everybody that has a baby gets a million dollars or something in that range is his quote. And I was like, wait, everybody gets a million dollars? They got? What do they have? Two babies? They have two million dollars? They got two babies? Right. Mind you, I, I feel like watching the video, I felt bad because it, it was very clear that the people that were there weren't there to support his campaign. But like, let's record this. Because this is going to, because literally every person has his camera out just pointing at him. No right. one's saying they're going to be signed. Just watching with the video cameras, and it is just wild. Um, he thanks 
marijuana should be a thousand percent free. Uh, he's free not. or legal? He just said free. It's just marijuana should be free. <laughs> and that was the full. Oh, no, but wait, there's more. There's more and about then, that. And then he tried to wrap up after all this like random rambling. And he never answered any of his questions. He said that he almost died at some point and that he almost killed his daughter at some point. But, mm-hmm. then he like, but one of the most important things that they happened that made the audience kind of break because the audience this whole time was kind of like, murmuring and like making some unsure laughs but what really got them like but what really got them to the point of being like oh hell no well he said you know harriet tubman didn't free the slaves she just took the slaves to other white people she didn't save any slaves and then then at some point someone goes no come on now (laughs) all of a sudden just goes no come on now (laughs) To the point where everyone just starts hearing, no one just also going boo. Right. <laughs> but it was just this really bad moment of just being like, "Oh, wrap it up." Where's the, where's the wrap it up box from from the Dave Chappelle skit? Just wrap it up. And I just Wasn't felt- there a second clip of it where the person the, the person filming was like, "Oh, was saying like, oh, we gotta go." The minute he said that, it's like we gotta go, and then off. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The I saw that one. Oh, we gotta go. And then like, I we gotta get out of this building now. Arguing with them, and then he gets them kicked out. It just became this. It became a media event that, for the sake of attention, as opposed to for the sake of running a campaign, but it was just really painful to watch and just really reminds you that there's something going on. Either it's medication he's not taking or needs to take or exhaustion, whatever you think. It's just, it was very clear. Stuck in place. It was very clear that he shouldn't have been up there and that if anyone Mm -hmm. was this man's friend, they would have been like, hey, let's just not go on TV and have no platform and say these things. It was just really embarrassing. And I felt bad for the people who were behind him that were supporting him if they are supporting him it is like <laughs> a lot of people were just allowing it to happen maybe he's just reached that point in his entourage where the only folks there are the people that are just going to say yes and no one's going to be like don't do that well that proves that he is the black trump because p- people just keep saying yes to that fucker too so. Right, right, right. And there was a point where he did say, I don't care if Kim divorces me over this, because like basically what he said, he had he had to get oh, out wow. what he was saying. So I was like, I think Kim is just like, uh man's name and two babies. I think she'll be all right now. No, Three. she has like four babies. Three or four. four. Sorry, four. She got a lot. She she's good. I mean, she's literally good. She is up to her. But I'm not saying like go divorce him, but I'm just saying, girl, you have options. And even though I am not a fan of the Kardashians, I, f- I feel like, hey, you know. Um, but then again, they might just make this be a new season. For exactly, exactly. It's, it's going to fuel their their plot lines. So I'm just going to stop on that part. But yeah. he, Kanye was just really rude to, he brought people out of the audience to, I guess, have them question him and uh, the stuff he said. And it became kind of, uh, I mean, it's, for me, it's kind of crazy because if you remember how Kanye was back in 2005 when they did the Hurricane Katrina telethon and he uh, he was with Mike Myers and, you know, he had that whole moment where he was had a line, but he goes, George Bush doesn't care about black people. At that time, it, it was seemingly true. So I feel mm-hmm. like he did a whole 180 and he is making, it feels like anti-black remarks, which is crazy you know we joke that he's in the sunken place and everything but it, it, it's, it's it's like he's called because all the stuff he's saying about 
like I almost died, you know, and then how he doesn't support abortion because he's I almost killed North, you know, I almost got killed because my parents didn't want me. So we should just stop because we whatever. And I'm just like, you're literally like all everything he said had like uh like no support or like evidence it was just him ranting and and the people who came to see him was literally like we, we have to record this because we know it's gonna be ridiculous and it was and so um i'm just i am curious you know i'm not that we said he ran you know he he passed the deadlines to file to uh run for presidency but i mean at the same time the current administration is making up rules as they go, so I don't know what's going to happen. Like, is he going to be a part of the administration? Because that could happen, too. Um, so, Raymond, uh, I, I, I just... It's a mess. Can we all agree, was he was he like this before his, like, the trauma of his mom passing away? No, I just don't remember the, him being like that. That was a long time ago, though. In, but then I don't know. Dropout. Was, like in the dropout album, like half of songs on there about like how you know capitalism is bad, the white man's like taking our our culture and yeah. like monetizing it. I just hope he's okay. Together. And like all dropout is literally just all about that. And then like you know you know comparing like uh, the grave shift to the slave shifts. It's just, it's just it's, I feel like all his albums leading up to her passing were definitely about like hey like the system is fucked. Please and what happened? Me. That's what I don't understand. Like, That's where do you the go? question. That yeah. is the and, question. And uh, I was talking to this with, uh, <laughs> I was talking about this with my sister, and she was talking about how Kim Kardashian is kind of the one that's in the second place when does she ever really say anything like she's just kind of gone like what does right, she, have she is. anymore um so What's i don't know i hope that family's okay which was like the prison reform ish thing she did yeah every once in a while she'll say something. I'm like, she's studying to be a lawyer apparently I don't in san francisco but i don't know like how hands-on she was with the whole like prison reform or if that was just someone said her name and she was on like listening and he, they put her face on it but she has that, but that was like I think one of her only political things she's done. You mean you mean when she went to go talk to Trump? That yeah, one? and like no. and, and they did like when she freed uh, Cynthia when she said she was part of the team that freed course, Cynthia she from got a uh, Trump. Of course, she got to meet right. Trump. Of course, of course, of course. Because that's the world we live in now. She wanted to talk to him to release some people he from wa- prison. He wanted to talk to her to release something. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, right? I mean, <laughs> come on. We know what he likes. We, we know, what Trump, we know who Trump is. Uh, I'm calling out you. We see you, Donald. I call him. I call him high Did um, this just turn I, into a margin call episode? <laughs> I feel bad. It did for a second. But, no, I'm kidding. but it's because it's another. It's because it's another celebrity. Just trying to trying to use their money and and like notoriety to to like bring attention to something political, um, and it's just annoying that it's him because I feel like there's just something that's been off with him for a very long time. There's there's a there's a small part of what some of the things that you've said that like 
I if he's trying to say about the Harriet Tubman thing that Harriet Tubman didn't take the slaves to freedom, they they, they didn't actually get freedom. They they just got more discrimination and more more like they were just treated wrongly for so long. Like it wasn't really freedom, yada yada. Like so, Harriet Tubman didn't really free the slaves. If that's what you're trying to say, Kanye, there's an there's see people people I get behind that, but that's not what you said. Like <laughs> you, you sound crazy. Like what are you saying? Like. <laughs> I mean, wasn't he the same guy that said slavery was a choice? Yeah, yep. slavery was a choice, and I'm just like, okay, if what you're, if what you're trying did. to say, if, if what you're trying to say is the slaves can like could have fought back against their masters and they could have really like taken them down if they tried so i guess they must have chosen to stay there if they didn't do that like if that's what you're trying to say you still sound crazy but like don't don't say slavery was a choice you sound crazy like just Mm -hmm. speak your mind explain your thoughts explain yourself Kanye. what are you trying to say it's like to me it just sounds like he's trying to I guess part of the whole African-American struggle, it's like he's trying to tear struggle out of that um, weird legacy and say, you know, we could have, we had the power to do this, but we didn't. And so, you know, this is why today we need to do this because this is what they're doing. And we need to be doing the same thing. And I'm like, it's all wrong. Like it's all wrong. Oh, slavery was wrong. Harriet Tubman did the right thing. What you're preaching today is wrong. I don't, you're wrong. Like, what's up with you? So, you know, and this was just the first one. I don't know if he has a tour schedule or is he doing more cities? But... I, just, I just, I hope he just, I hope people don't keep listening just because they want to laugh at Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, because you saw what happened in 2015, 2016. Yep. Let's not <sighs> let's not repeat history here, people. It was it was only a few yeah. years ago. Let's not it do the exact same right. thing again. <laughs> right. We we're so young. We're not trying to be like old weathered people before we're forty. But that's what it's starting to feel like. Like yeah. we're seeing too much. We're seeing too much too fast. But uh, yeah. Well, so right. I guess. I was talking about a third party candidate. I was saying we needed a third party candidate, but I didn't think that meant Kanye West. You got what you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that meant Kanye, Kanye West. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> I didn't think he was serious. President you know, Kanye. He did, you know, he did say this a year ago that he was going to do it. But then when they started doing, you know, nominees, I, I was like, oh, I don't see him. So he's not doing it. And then this came. I was like, oh, he remembers. Because he don't want to do it, just like Trump don't want to do it. It's the same thing. It's all a horrible game. Okay, so anyway. I'm gonna... well, well, we have our headline for the show. What? This. I guess we'll see. We'll see what that headline is. I don't even know what it is. Um, I, well, do I, want... I, I, I think Raymond said it, so I'm probably going to use that one that he said earlier. Raymond always comes up with the titles. I think that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I just, I just, I just stretch it. Because I'm a writer. um okay so i'm gonna shift it to more positive geeky stuff um over the over last week there was a lot of uh news and stuff coming out of just everything movies tvs shows all that so i'm gonna start with zendaya um so vivica a fox mentioned to some 
somebody, somebody, some news people and said, if they were going to bring back the Kill Bill series, she would want Zendaya to play her daughter uh, to revenge on the bride, a.k.a. Uma Thurman, for like, you know, like a kind of like a Kill Bill sequel, you know, um, I, th- I mean, fans kind of went crazy over the idea, me included. Um, in fact, they even did like fan art and created fake movie posters. I'm sure someone's trying to put together a fake movie trailer for YouTube about it. Um, but, you know, the idea is really taking off. But knowing Tarantino, you know, he said he only wanted to make 10 films in his lifetime and how he is just absolute, you know, control of his stories. To me, it's looking unlikely because, you know, he's not about pleasing people, but then at the same time, he does want to please people. But, you know, this idea was more of the fans. And so, you know, if you go online and you like Google's in Day of Kill Bill, people have so many theories and storylines that I'm like, I wish the fans could just make this movie. I feel like we would make a, a perfect Kill Bill movie with her starring uh, to, to get the revenge. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, didn't uh, the bride have a daughter, too? So who would play the well? Who would play uh the bride's daughter? Because you know she wanted to fight her too. Y'all got any ideas? No. No, I mean mm. maybe they'll get uh, one of the 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 Fannin. What's her name? Dakota, Dakota or yeah. Ellie or Ellie? They'll get Ellie. I mean, they are the very blonde. Yeah, <laughs> I can say Dakota because. Um, I saw a clip from Twilight when she was in that movie and she was a head vampire person. Are we, are, are we really going to give her that based on Twilight? Did you see how crazy Rami she was? Also it. Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, she's on that show called The Alienist. And uh, I haven't seen clips of that. It. I have not watched it either, but I think they're on season two. So I guess it's a good show. I will have to check that out. <laughs> I guess um, so, you know, she has, she just has the look. Like, she just has the look. And I can see her facing off Zendaya. And I, I will pay money to see that in IMAX. Like, that would be the movie for me. I mean, like 10 years from now when we can go outside and do things again? She has has a history with Quentin Tarantino. Fanning? Yeah. Bad history? History? No, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, you scared Um, me. I was like, bad history? I was staying on. I was staying on topic. Sorry. She was in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. She, you're right. she knows so Tarantino. Maybe he She's was prepping her already. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I feel like he would need to have a good reason to do a sequel. You know, I feel like someone had to really like convince him to make a sequel. Because I don't think he's has he had a sequel to any of his movies before besides Kill Bill Volume Two. Um, I don't know. All his movies. Yeah, I don't think connect. he knows sequels before, like ever. His so. movies connect, but they're not a sequel. Yeah. Mm. So it'd be like it'd be so. I, mean, I would love if he were to do it, but it would be him having to figure out one how it fits in the timeline of all his like stories, and two, right. um, this would be his first sequel. So I mean, if you know, in recent years, this would be his first sequel. So it'd be really it'd be a trilogy. It would be his first trilogy too. Well, I feel like isn't. Kill Bill mm-hmm. considered like just one film though. If you watch, you can look. I think it's supposed to be. It is, but at the same time, there's two films because both were released a year apart. Volume one and volume two. So this would be volume three, 
and that would be the first Tarantino trilogy. And I feel like this would be the first Tarantino movie that is of like modern day because all his recent movies have been set uh, 50 to 100 years in the past. So if he did, I'm speaking this is existence, if he did make this movie, it would be the first modern day movie of our time right now, like right now, 20 whatever. And I don't know how he would do that because that's not something he, I mean, thinking about Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown, that was in the 90s. So that was of those times, but he has never made like a movie of now. And so, I mean, that, that, that's his challenge. He, we gave him all, we gave him all the little motivations, you know, you, this would be your trilogy. This would be your first sequel. This would be a movie of today. Like, come on now, let this happen, please. And if it does happen, you heard it here first. So let's go. Right. Okay. Um, next on my list of hot topics, this one's really close to my heart because this is my favorite PBS, PBS show of all time. What's the story wishbone? Anybody in a book? You got, you may want to sing the whole song. Um, wishbone. What's the story wishbone? Do, 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 do. What's the story? Okay, we're stopping. Um, so Wishbone is back. Uh, the company that has the rights of Wishbone is working towards making a movie, uh, bringing him back. I do not know of the time. What? Of, I, <sighs> I mean, I would love a TV show, but they only have time for a movie, I guess. But, um, I don't know if they're bringing their original actors back. That would be great, but I don't. Dead. I'm just. No, 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 not okay. the dog. The human <laughs> actors. So me, me... That was 94. <laughs> that dog is well in there. He's, yeah. The human actors. I don't know if they're going to bring the human actors back. Um, do I don't know. Toy Story, uh, like a Toy Story 3, 4, you know, how the toys got with the little girl. I don't know if it's going to be like that. Like, is it going to be another Wishbone with somebody else? I don't know. Probably but the fun. fact that Wishbone's coming back, Wishbone's going to have some stories to tell, Wishbone's going to get in some mischief. I am excited for it because this is what we need. I feel like, well, I feel like I need because Wishbone's so wholesome and we need more wholesome entertainment in our lives. And this is your first so. time hearing the name Wishbone. The show Wishbone was about a small terrier dog uh, named Wishbone. And Wishbone by day was just a typical pet. Very much, you know, he had an internal monologue. He'd help his, his, his kid by out. Day. But Wishbone also was like a literary um just phenom he loved reading books so half the show would be him somehow transporting into a sort of a robin hood dr jekyll and mr hyde and he'd be involved in the story as it's telling to you uh, on screen it was a great show so great that they ended up making it into a book series where again the main character is the dog named wishbone um and he would just go through hamlet shakespeare as uh, either the supporting character or someone supporting the supporting character. And he would just be involved in giving background information as well as learning information. And ultimately it would all be tied up in the end in a happy story. And we're will return to his master and have completed some other side mission together, uh, which would be, it was great. It was a great, like, it's a great PBS show came on right after reading rainbow. It was in a great block of education during the great 
PBS era where you could put a kid in front of them and they come away learning something. Um, so it was a good time um, when we were funding PBS a lot. Uh, so it'd be great to see that in a TV show. The movie, um, I'm interested in checking it out, but I am worried that uh, if no one goes to see this Wishbone movie, they'll think that no one wants to see the Wishbone. Whereas if they did like some kind of like four episode run, it might be a better measurement, especially if they put it on streaming service. I feel like that would be picked up on streaming services very quickly. I feel like if they made the movie, they are, you know, they are trying to attract a new audience, but I feel like they really are trying to do a tribute to us. And if the movie's really successful, then they probably would do a TV show for a streaming service. I feel like that would probably be with Amazon or something. I feel like they would go with them. And um, yeah, that would totally take off. Uh, I know for me, Wishbone is really dear to me because Wishbone got me reading all the classics at such a young age. Like I just couldn't, I was like, that story sounds good. Let me just read the book. And then I read the book. I'd be like, Wishbone made this book way better than it seemed. But I read the book, you know? So uh, I am excited to see uh, what they have in store and, you know, to enlighten all the little minds out there, you know, maybe get some of y'all kids read on, you know, because we don't have Reading Rainbow. We don't have Wishbone. We don't have those shows like we were, you know. I know they have like Cat in the Hat and Butterfly in the Sky. All those other shows, but yeah. That's Wishbone, though. Of all the ways to talk to kids about books, a cute little dog was always a good one. Right? <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. And he was so witty. He was so witty and, and just, I mean, I know that it was a voice actor, but just, he was just, you know, Jack Russell Terriers are just very feisty naturally. So then him seeing on the screen where he felt threatened and he was, Arr! I was like, oh, don't even mess. You think he's a nice dog? You mess with his little family? Oh, he will get you. He will get you. So, you know, I, I just, I love that dog. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that show. Um, and there's another throwback I, coming up. Yes. And this is going to be my last hot topic before Marlon's Corner. Marlon, do you want to say yeah. what it is? So if you already are on Netflix, you know that they're doing the Cybertron trilogy now on Netflix. They're releasing the first uh, episode of that trilogy, which is super great, super cool. I have it saved her to, to like, you know, I, I have my reminder set so it can let me know when it comes out because I'm going to watch it. Um, and it's going to be really, really good. Um, but uh, right on the heels of that, when they finish that trilogy, they are going to bring back a 90s classic. For some of us, probably your first introduction into the world of Transformers, the bringing back Beast Wars. Um, so we get it once again to see our amazing tribe of Maximals versus Predacons. Um, for some of you who are, are on the older side, you remember when it was just the Transformers and it was like, it was great. Um, but at a certain point they decided to, it was during the, the heyday of 90s when like, almost every TV show had a toy component to it. Um, and they wanted to kind of up that that sell value because they were noticing that a lot of kids are like, they're preferring to go with the Gundam sets and all these other like mech sets and like their toys weren't up to you know step yet. So they decided to change it and to make it more kid friendly. So thus came Beast Wars, where now you had these, of course, robots, but they also could be transformed into uh, dinosaurs, gorillas, uh, white tigers, raptors. And Hasbro saw, of course, a uptick in sales because people were like, oh, these are animals. They look really cool. I have my rhino. My rhino now becomes this guy with this like little gun in his hand. 
So that they're they're going to bring back that show. It's going to be brought, of course, all the way to Netflix um, because they're getting a ton of love. Um, because I mean, they're already giving money for this trilogy. So why not? So you get a chance to hear some of your favorite lines, like "Go ape, get your claws out," and you know, terrorize Predacons, terrorize and Maximals mount up. It's just. It's a show full of really cheesy catchphrases, so I'm hoping they bring it back. But yeah, yeah. And I just want to say, like, um, like I knew of Trent, like I was a tiny tot, and I knew of Transformers, but Beast Wars was the show that really got me into the whole world, and it was the pre- it was it was the prequel of Transformers. So I felt like I was watching it in the correct order. Um, but I will say it was some of the best written. It's probably one of the best written cartoon shows of like of our entire like animation history in our 90s era. Um, I mean, as a kid, I was like, oh, this is a really and it was like a soap opera with, you know, Transformers and animals. But then as I got older in college and I rewatched it, I was like, oh, wow, they had some heavy themes where I was like, why didn't like. Why did we sleep on the show? I know we didn't really sleep on the show, but people didn't really talk about it when it ended, you know? And then I remember it came on Netflix the first time. It was amazing. As an adult, I was like, dang, the show is good. And then, you know, they took it off Netflix, didn't hear about it again. And now when I heard this, oh my gosh, I lost my mind when I heard this news. I was like, yes, bring this back. And it's so relevant of today, I feel like, that we like we need that. We need that um, crazy drama. And I'm, when I'm saying crazy drama, I'm saying like, you know, the characters are going through, like they, they landed on Earth because they have a purpose. They have a purpose to do what they got to do. They got enemies all around them, you know, people go, or some of the characters were betrayed. Some of them are the agents. Some of them, you know, are trying to figure out who their identity is. It's so deep for a kid's show. And I think it's like perfect for today. And uh, again, another show where you can get some new young fans in, you know, at the same time, tribute to us older fans. Yeah, it's a good show. I mean, I think my favorite part of, I think every episode so uh, every episode where I introduced a new character was that the um, Autobots and the Decepticons came from like, you know, Cybertron, they're like traveling, trying to find planets. They always, you know, they land on Earth and they're in this little coffin-like thing. And the coffin thing does a full scan of whatever animal or creature is just close enough. And they don't get to choose. So whatever is around, them, they just turn into it. So I know one dude becomes like a bumblebee. Uh, sorry, he becomes a wasp creature because he's on the Decepticon side. But and you have this full, large, human-sized like wasp creature that's capable of fighting gorilla because they're all like of varying sizes, uh, and just like I mean, yeah, the show is just really drawn out very well. You saw a lot of characters either dying or being tortured on the show, so it's very like you know not age appropriate like most '90s things were. And yeah, like, it was also done in like really, um, really aged like 3D technology. Um, the, 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 the mouths don't match the audio. Uh, they're, they're a little janky when they move around their pieces, but it's just like a typical, like nineties look. And I, it, it looks like reboot another like yeah, 90s show <laughs> that just had really bad, like 3d animation. So it was just fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to seeing if they're going to keep, they're going to change it and do like hand-drawn animation, or they're going to come at it with, uh, one of those Netflix, like 3d animated shows that they usually drop in. Right, I am curious about that too. I'm just glad this is not not light 
live action or whatever the the term is. I'm so glad. Michael Bay is back at it again with Beast Wars. Yeah, I would have been like, oh gosh, out there. (laughs) That would be wild to see. I I couldn't, I could not take that. Whatever that was, seriously. (laughs) Where is Michael Bay? We have not heard from him in a while. Let's not, not call him into the light. Let's keep him in the dark. Every time someone explodes, you, gotta, Michael you have to pull something up three times in a row and then he appears. <laughs> you can't be facing can be facing away from it. It has to be like right. high noon and someone has to have a lens flare pointed at you, but at like a Dutch angle. And then right. the explosions happen behind you and then he appears in front of you. And everything looks kind of orange in tone mm-hmm. and you walk slow away from the explosion. I got like 10 feet of you. They have to be in a school mm-hmm. outfit. Otherwise, you just won't appear. Right. And they have to be bending over, giggling and lying on the car and uh, pour a bottle of water on them. And I'm going to be like, okay, this must be Michael Bay. Michael Bay is about to appear or something. It must be, you know, so. Yeah, that's the yeah. right there. Shout out to Michael Bay. <laughs> And now it's time for Marla's Corner. Marla's Corner. Yeah. Uh, and you're back. And unfortunately, I just haven't placed the tilt back in yet. I have a guy coming over next week. Hopefully, the tilt can be put back in. But right now, we're just we're at solid <laughs> 90 degrees, unfortunately. So, no tilt today. It's just all Marla. All tilt. We'll come back. I later. feel like if the way you're you're starting with that it implies that like I can't talk during Marla's <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> Raymond is bad at speaking. Have, Raymond is not in my corner. Already for me. <laughs> Raymond, leave my corner. You can't be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the decree in Wallace's corner. There is no tilt. Anyone named Raymond cannot be spoken. <laughs> Carry on. Thanks. It appeals to uh, everyone. Just sit, I'll ask a question after this. But um, Metacritic um, this past weekend um, just released uh, a new update to the Metacritic rating system to where if a game drops, let's say today, um, no one can review the game for 36 hours. Um, this, of course, is in um, response to when Last of Us Part 2 dropped. Uh, the day it drops, you had folks kind of like review bombing it the day it came out, like over and over again, um, to the point where I got like a 3.6. And there was no way to verify if any of these people had played the game or if they were just on there just to review bomb it. So in hopes of remedying the situation for future games, um, whenever a game drops, there'll be a little um, side, uh, there'll be like a, a notification right where you could like submit a review that says, hey, this game just came out. Why don't you play it first and then review it later? This game will be open to be reviewed on this day at this time. And so, um, which is really helpful because it means that, great, 36 hours, you definitely should have played the game if you're playing it all the way through to review it. So it gives you time to play. And it also prevents you know good games from getting bad press and like that bad press resulting in them getting... Last of Us Two numbers where they, the game had like a a, a nine point six uh, review from critics and like a three point two review from users and it was just really big discrepancy that was going on and I know for um, when I was reading Forbes magazine's uh, critique of it they're saying that uh, folks are wondering what the next step is going to be and some people were suggesting that potentially in the future 
if, if they really wanted to, um, you know, be very cautious and very clear with this rating system, maybe every person that purchased a game either in person or virtually receives a review code or some kind of, uh, or some kind of system where they can type in um, whatever code they have to submit the review physically. So at least then the consumer and people know, oh, this person paid for this game and they're submitting this review on here. So I'd love to know just from everyone else, like, do we think that this, uh, what currently is going on with Metacritic being just the 36-hour window, is that enough for, for game rating systems? Or should we go further and bring in, great, you need to have verified, authenticated proof that you want have owned the game, and it's been 36 hours to submit a review for the game. I think any regulation at all is more than we should have to do. But uh, I think... I think confirming you own the game feels like too much. I think that's the that's where I'm like that's a little too much. Um, waiting 36 hours for user reviews seems like it might be required based off of this Last of Us 2 debacle, but I don't know if that's just a knee jerk reaction or if that's something else. They have data that says like this has happened other times to a lesser extent, and this is just like the first time we really all noticed it because it was just so. It was such an extreme version of it. Um, so if there's data to back that up, I'm down with the 36 hours. If they're only doing this as a knee-jerk to The Last of Us, I'd, I think we just need to have a long talk about don't review something that you haven't played and because you don't know what it, you don't have an experience with it. So why are you speaking? Like, <laughs> right. I, I agree with Ray. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to... Uh, like if you're rating a game, I feel like there should be some kind of format when you are typing up your review where it says like, do you own this game? What platform? You know, and you can write that and then you can write your review. And if people are still getting by with fake hateness, I don't understand why they are, because there are moderators. I don't know why the moderators can't just delete them off the thing, you know? I understand there's free speech and stuff, but this is a required, like a review is like, we're asking you to watch or participate in this thing. That's the first thing you do. Then we get your opinion. We're not asking what you assume is happening or based on your emotions, you know? So I feel like if they can craft that around that, then maybe we don't have to do a 36 hour wait or have proof of, you know, I own the game and whatever, you know, but I mean, that's, that's up to them. You know, Um, if that can't happen, then I guess 36 hours it is. That's sad, but I guess that's the way it's going to be. And I feel like you guys called that. I feel like we talked about them saying uh, something like this in our mini when you guys are talking about Last of Us 2. I think, I think I, we at least, I think we asked the question, like, how many of these people actually played this game? Mm-hmm. Like, right. it's, it's a little fast to be making comments about an ending when you, the game's been out for 12 hours. Like, yeah. Right. Because um, <clears throat> right. I, I remember saying how they are ruining, ruining the game for people like me, who I haven't played. I mean, I knew what you guys were doing, but like, if I didn't know you guys, these people who are just spewing out these things, they're ruining the whole gaming experience for me as if I if I want to buy it or check it out. And, you know, not only on top of that, then they're spoiling things because they're like, oh, I don't blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what, that happens? Like, you know? And so I remember we kind of talked about that and I, I, and I, and then I find that interesting that this was like the response to that i guess it was just that bad 
Has any other game ever had such a reaction to this? Uh, I'm sure if we check, there'd probably be like maybe one or two. I don't think it happens often. I think it, it only happens with games mm-hmm. that somehow cause some kind of uh, r- ripple effect in the gaming community. So I don't know if this man like that's caused that or not. But just to like be on, you know, just to test the waters, what if they move forward with, you know, great luck, you have to click whether you own the game or not. Would you, and if, let's say in a perfect world everyone was was truthful with if they had the game or not would what review from someone who had them play the game and gave it um a low score versus when you play the game and gave it a high score would that affect your opinion of the game um i feel like i would treat it like amazon reviews like for me i'm always like okay i know how amazon even sets it up where you get the most helpful review and then the most critical review and then like the highest review and then why it's low you know i feel like even if they crafted their website to do reviews like that i feel like it shows such a nice balance where it it's not trying to influence you to just buy it but influence what what is for you like it's up to you we're, we're just providing all these truthful reviews and i feel like if they just went like that i feel like that would help everybody mm-hmm. so but but for you like if you saw that someone who who had tagged uh, who tagged doesn't own the game but put a negative review versus someone who had the game and gave it like you know a good or normal review would that adjust how you perceive the game or would you weigh them equally or would you weigh them differently? I feel like if I saw someone that had a negative review and they didn't play it, I would I would toss that out immediately because I'd be like, okay, you're just you're just being whatever. The person who did play and is giving like you know not. It's a five star. It's a three and a half star. But da da da. I'm like, okay, I go. I can see that. I, I like that you said that. I, I acknowledge that. You know, it would give, it would make me consider the game more because I'm like, this person took the time, and I respect that they took the time to actually share their thoughts versus someone that's just hop on, said something, log off. You know, so. I guess interesting is like figuring out like if they were even like let's say the thirty six hours thing it works for a while, which I think it's good. I think it's. I think it's like the bare minimum to review something. It came out great. None of you are like gaming testers, so you can't play the whole game or you haven't played the whole game. So giving it that time to to wait and submit would be, I think, be a good incentive. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I definitely am wondering for like the folks that just think the internet's a terrible place sometimes, and I'm wondering, you know, what if you know we it comes around, Last of Us Part Three drops, you know, and thirty six hours is up and. Some folks are still remembering, you know. Some folks are still remembering that butthurtness from years ago and carrying that over, um, and like you know, going on another vindictive like we're going to bomb rate this game. So I definitely agree that I would like. I don't think hand holding is the answer, um, but the internet definitely makes uh, children of us all at some point. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm definitely uh, going to you know check out to see what other game caused had a review bombing. With, you know within recent memory but yeah the world of video games is always uh interesting and tricky so there's that uh and just to drop some more fun things i've been doing more and more research into uh cyberpunk 2077 because it's getting closer to coming out yes and uh, i spent i think an hour watching because there was one there was one reviewer because i think uh what the rules were is that people got to play the game only got four hours total not four wow. hours of game time, just four hours in all. Meaning, because you spent an hour in the character creation, you had three hours of <laughs> gameplay to play left. Damn like, it, that would be me. <laughs> mind you, 
I said that because the character creation, I looked at it and the person quickly went through it, but it was like listening that I kept saying, click on stuff, click on stuff, open, look at all the things they can think of the examples. But a few things caught my eye on the character creation that I think are just wild and hilarious to me. Wild on the one end, hilarious at them because like, so it's wild on one end in that uh, you, if you, you can choose male presenting, female presenting features, but you can go further than that, you know, in terms of like nipple choice, nipple coloration. Do you want nipples? Do you not want nipples? Do you want them gone? Do you want just a bare silver chest? And then we go lower to genitalia to where you can have either a penis or vagina or nothing. And, like a Barbie and it's for both characters. And also with the penis and the vagina one, it gives you options of what, like, what they look like, which is wild to me. Just how detailed the game was like, what about this one? What about that one? It's like, do we need these choices? This this might be an example of too many choices that I didn't care about, but now I have to pick it. And this is, this is where I'm at right now. I have to pick these choices I didn't ask for. Just Kindle. Just go Kindle this. I know Kindle it. Like now, now I'm like, okay, so if some if some like teenager gets this game, their parent cannot walk in while they're adjusting the character because the body mods are just like the first thing you jump into off top. This this game is rated M for mature, so this teenager shouldn't be playing it anyway. Oh, we say this, but they don't get a copy. That's going to be nine-year-olds being like, hey, come get on chat playing Cyberpunk 2077. And yeah, right after that. You know, that's perfect for cat. Uh, you get to pick like your like pupils, and one of the options is to have like heart pupils that like, and they all, it's like literally just like little hearts where your pupils are, and I'm like, oh, cat would love that. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I'm gonna look like my character in Animal and Crossing. You, you start the game with three <laughs> paths. This paths definitely affect they affect romance. They affect um, certain aspects of the story, but not you know super. You can either be a nomad living in a Mad Max style world where you where your cars are all your people have. Uh, you could be a corporate person, meaning you're at the top of the top. You live in like you like a businessman or woman or, or individual. You got a fancy car. Or you could be um, a street rat, which is you're just this kid in the city who's just getting by, you know? And like all these stories have different implications for, you know, romancing or charisma-based checks that are in the game. The game skills are ridiculous. They tell you that mm-hmm. you, need to either, you need to pick two to commit to, because if you try to pick more than one and be a, a jack of all trades, you won't get the full experience of like all the world of what you can do so i said just pick two that you want to have benefit um you could get you can be yoked out and just be this really big strong person you could pull turrets off of machines and like use them you can be a hacker and just never have to kill anyone physically if you're just like hacking in the entire time the game has said you can go through without having to hurt anyone if you have a high enough intelligence base checks um the game itself just looks fantastic, and I, I just like watch someone like run around and do missions, and just the mm-hmm. the, the, the quality, the fighting, uh, the storyline. Uh, Keanu Reeves, it's just I'm excited. It's coming out. Uh, it needs to come out faster. I know it got pushed back again, um, but it's fine because <laughs> when it drops, I will have hopefully have a television that can get the coloration just right because there are so many colors on that screen and it looks great. I feel like I'm already, I feel like if Raymond's getting it, he could be this stealthy, almost invisible person because one of the perks is cool. Oh, sorry, one of the skill sets is cool. 
And however cool you are, it means you just can be super unnoticeable because you're just so chill that people are just like looking around. That's right. <laughs> you're, just, yeah. you're just that chill and no one notices you. You can walk up to someone <laughs> facing you and like, like kill them, which is hilarious. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm doing that. I think I'm going high tech, high cool with my character. Wait, I want to be that. I want to be that. I want to. I want to be the hacker person. No, intelligence is hacking. Tech is like uh, materials and like engineering. Uh, I think I might just go. I think I might body and cool. I just want to start punching folks and like grab things and like crush people. Yeah, that does sound fun too. Yeah, but I think this is gonna be a game where. It'll have multiple playthroughs, and I haven't done that for a lot of games in a very long time. Like play a game through, or had like the energy to be like, "Oh, cool, I'll do this again." Like Last of Us Part Two was a great game; I enjoyed it, but I, I'm also like, I don't think I want to do that again. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, mm, I know I think the last game I played was that much was Dragon Age, and Raymond knows that for every Dragon Age game, I like log a hundred hours or so, just going through it over and over again. So. I'm looking forward to this game being that. But um, yeah, Cyberpunk 27, uh, it looks crazy wild. Uh, there's so many branches and trees, t- uh, so many different skill sets. You can have body mods to where you have swords that jut out of your arm, like Wolverine or X2. Uh, what? You can have other mods. You can have animantium bones. It just, the, the game decided just to go all out. So hopefully the, the designers over at... Uh, see at project red are being treated well i hope um and given lots of bonuses and sleep right now because they deserve because this game is going to be a dope ass masterpiece i'm looking forward to seeing it challenge uh last of us part two in terms of like the biggest sell this year because they've been pushing it It so if they get the numbers that are above last of us part two that'd be wild right there I'm telling you, game of the year. I- I'm calling it. They're going to be game of the year. Game of the year for that? Yeah. Oof. I like Whatever. that bet. Whatever. You know what? I like that. Let's just keep that in mind when they when they roll back around and it's like, I, if their story is good, because I know nothing of the story other than like how it starts. So hopefully right. we have a good story because I feel like looks, it's killing Last of Us Part 2, but also because Part 2 is just dr- dry and dreary. But if they can beat their story, which... It shouldn't be too big of a hard sell, but if they can beat that story, I think that they'll be going to clinch that game of the year, yeah. We'll see. We'll see um, by December, I guess, or some award show. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Um, I do want to take this time and check in with Eming because, you know, she's been on her gaming journey. Eming, um, what games are you playing? Um, I started playing Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey. Mm. I'm horrible at it, but it's fun. <laughs> you got the island? Uh, no, I'm I'm a. Uh, I keep getting killed at the wood mill. Oh, the wood lumber something. mill where you got to assassinate the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm trying to figure out how to do it because there's there's just so many of them and they. I did it one way. I got killed. I tried a different way. I got killed. So I'm like, I'm taking a little break and figure out and come back later and yeah. get out of the situation. So it's fun. Side I like it. <laughs> I like it. My character's a beast. I love her. But I just, I'm just trying to figure it out. Sandra so I'm just like, win. it's cool. I like the the feel of the how it moves. Like I feel like I'm more in control of it than um, things I've played prior to this. Not that many of them, but I, I don't know. It, it kind of reminds me of 
or at least the the feel of it when I play it reminds me of The Witcher 3 a little bit. Like it just feels like more manageable. Like I'm able to kind of, I don't feel as lost, I guess, is a way of putting it. But I like it. I, the graphics are really good. But I guess naturally it would be. <laughs> but um, I, I really like it so far. So good. I'm enjoying it. I'm not like, fuck this game. I'm tired right. of like dying. But yeah, it's cool. You get to I like the it. naval battles. That's going to be also oh, another yeah. fun piece. It's going to take, think of it like I'm sipping a really big cup of something. It's going to take me a while to get to the middle of the cup. Once you so, like, it's fun though. a boat in half, you'll be addicted to it. Wow, that's going to take a while. I'm not anywhere near a boat, so we'll see. You can. Check it back out. In a month, I'll, maybe I'll get there. <laughs> I say <laughs> two, take. two weeks. Mm, give it, give it time. <laughs> Well, meh, we'll see what happens. I'm still getting my switch, so we'll see. Yes. Yeah, I kind of supposed to come tomorrow. I don't know because Kat's a fucking enabler. With love, I say that, but still, you are. <laughs> I was like, hey, if you had a switch, you could. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah, three yeah. R's coming tomorrow. I am ecstatic. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. USPS <laughs> is has been. No, I'm sorry. UPS has been not as reliable lately, yeah, but they, we'll see. We'll see. And I got it off eBay, so fingers crossed. <laughs> it's gonna work out. It's gonna work out. And then we again can convene and suggest some Switch games that Amy should play. Way to put more money, throw it Next week, wind. we can do that. Next week on Amy's Gaming Time. We'll see. We'll see if it actually shows up. <laughs> and then we'll have that discussion. Will, I'll let you know. Will, I'll let will. you know. I'll let you know. We'll just beat the person's ass if they don't. Okay, so that's the show for today. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out and talking about all the great things we talked about. Um, Amy, Ray, Marlon, thank you for being you and doing all the incredible things. Um, shout out to our listeners again check us out on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, leave us your comments your thoughts, your questions we are around 24-7 and uh, yeah, we love talking to you guys um, yeah, I guess that's about it there's nothing, oh, I do want to say if you are a fan of San Diego Comic Con, that is happening this yeah. week um, I know I will try to attend something because there's a hundred and thousand, a hundred thousand different things happening. So I hope to see you guys around or hear news or something. I don't know. I'm. I know. Aiming. I tagged you for some things that I hope that you will watch with me. Because I will look at it. I will look. At it. I haven't looked at it all the way. For like Amazon or Adult Swim or something. I don't know. Um. Again. Yeah. Thanks you guys. Thank you guys again for taking the time to listen to us. Please stay safe. Uh. Have fun and geek out. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.